This is Public Hearing, an Auburn City news podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm Elizabeth Hurley, community editor for the Plainsman. I'm Evan Mielens, assistant community editor for the Plainsman. So, Elizabeth, you were actually in Washington, D.C. last week. Yes, for a couple of days. It was kind of cold there. (laughs) (laughs) But we were up there for um, the annual uh, Pacemaker Awards. And uh, those aren't too common. So those are um, basically like the Pulitzer Prize, more or less, Mm -hmm. for uh, college journalism. Uh, We brought brought home a few, a few (laughs) plaques. (laughs) Yeah, um, that's a pretty big deal. I'm very, I'm very uh, proud of us. Yeah, me too. Everybody at the Plainsman, of course. Yes. Um, So after a long October, um, we're back with city council meetings. Uh, there were a few things that happened Tuesday night and a couple of actions that the council took. So let's break those down. Yeah. So first, I want to start um, before the actual city council meeting with the committee of the whole, which is the meeting before the meeting where council meets to discuss questions on the meeting's agenda and take a couple other actions. There were some appointments made to the Board of Adjustments and Appeals and the Educational Building Authority as well. In total, the council had four open positions, but they only filled three because they didn't receive enough applicants for the Board of Adjustments and Appeals. The city is still taking applications for that position. Yeah, if you want to get involved. Yeah. One way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, during the Committee of the Whole, uh, the council discussed impact fees, which are fees imposed by a local government on a new or proposed development project to pay for all or a portion of the cost of providing public services to that new development. Uh, After some discussion uh, amongst council members and with city staff about um, exactly what they are and how how other similar communities like Tuscaloosa, which hosts that other Alabama (laughs) university, which uh, is home to the University of Alabama, um, they used them. And uh, council ultimately voted five to four to have city staff put together a study on impact fees for the council to look at. So no real, they didn't implement anything. They didn't do, you know, any big things like that. They just asked city staff to put together a report on what impact fees are and how they would be implemented possibly in Auburn and how that would impact. They're expecting it to come back at the next council meeting with more where city staff, some, a member of city staff will present that to the council and from there council can decide if they want to do something with that. Okay. (laughs) Also during the committee, the whole, Um, The council briefly discussed having city staff put together a feasibility study for a police station on South College Street. Um, But once again, no action was taken on this, and the council is going to discuss it next meeting, probably. Yes. um, Council member uh, Tommy Dawson for Mm -hmm. Ward 8, uh, and also the former police chief, makes sense here, (laughs) uh, was the one that brought it up. Uh, He just said that the community is getting kind of big as we all kind of (laughs) know, and um, he thinks that that could possibly be a place where a police substation would be good, and so they want to talk about it further. Yeah. Um, So it was a pretty busy committee of the whole. The council also discussed some agenda items, including the private dormitory resolution, which was tabled from the October 15th council meeting. Um, A few members had some uh, procedural questions about it. Yeah. Moving on into the council meeting, this was the first meeting of the month, which means the city does awards and recognitions. So there were several staffers that were recognized for years of city service, including Economic Development Director Philip Dunlap for 35 years with the city. I know um, 
Mr. Dunlap has always been very, very helpful mm-hmm. uh, talking to him. And there was also the retirement of Officer Kenneth Frazier after 26 years on the police force. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time in city service. Definitely. <laughs> So moving through the meeting uh, during mayor's communications, uh, Mayor Ron Anders recognized the young ladies of integrity, which were brought to the meeting by former councilwoman Verlinda White. They had a short speech prepared and gave Mayor Pro Tem and Ward 3 Council member Beth Witten flowers and a gift for all of her work with the group. That's very sweet of yeah. those uh, of that group. Um, so overall, it was a kind of dry meeting in terms of public comments. So the public comment period. Anybody can talk during that, right? Yes. Um, you do have to provide your name and address for the record, but okay. um, depending on which period you speak in, whether it's before uh, before they get to the agenda items, during a specific agenda item, or after um, determines how much time you get and what you're able to talk about. But ultimately, at the end of the meeting, you can you can go up there and talk about whatever you want for yeah. five minutes. Hmm. Um, so you said that there's that first comment period at the beginning? Mm-hmm. This week, there was nobody that wanted to go and speak to the council on any issues, yeah. uh, so no, nobody went up there. Uh, the council moved right along to the city manager's communications and then the consent agenda. So, um, like we've mentioned before with the consent agenda, it's full of multiple, multiple items um, that the council just takes one big vote on, but council members can remove items if they want to discuss that individual uh, topic. So, two council members removed three items from the consent agenda. Uh, first was the meeting minutes from last council meeting, which was October 15th. Council member Kelly Griswold uh, asked that the minutes from last meeting be amended to reflect that he asked that meeting minutes have more detail in them. And so that amendment was made, and then the uh, up, the amended minutes were approved. Lots of amending in there. Yeah. <laughs> council member Griswold also asked for a development agreement uh, for a neighborhood be removed from the consent agenda. He asked city staff if the location of the construction entrance for this project had been determined, and city staff said that previous plans had three entrances and that though they had not received the final plans, they expect there to only be one entrance. The development agreement was approved, actually. Yes, and the final item that was removed from the consent agenda was the appointments to the Board of Adjustments and Appeals. This was mainly a technical thing, and it was removed by Councilmember Witten. Uh, because the item on the agenda called for three appointments when the council was actually only making two because, like we said before, they didn't have enough applicants, and so they could only make two of the three um, appointments. So after changing the wording, essentially, uh, they were able to vote on the item, and it was approved. Yeah. Um, So after that, the council was able to approve the rest of the consent agenda, which was two alcohol beverage licenses, uh, nine contracts and agreements, three easements, and one other appointment. So I know Royal Donor and AMC uh, Movie Theater, they each got alcohol beverage licenses. AMC renewed theirs, um, and I don't know why I threw that in, but yeah. It's always fun to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one ordinance on the agenda. Um, it was to establish a tax holiday for severe weather preparedness. The ordinance was approved, and the tax holiday was set for February 21st through Sunday, February 23rd. On those days uh, in the city of Auburn, you can buy severe weather items such as weather radios tax-free. The council then moved into their only resolution of the night, which was a conditional use approval for development of a private dormitory on Armstrong Street. Um, So conditional use means that it has to go before the council if any construction wants to take place at that site. And part of that is because this is in an urban neighborhood district, 
and the city of Auburn is broken up into multiple different districts. Um, or zones. Zones, yeah. <laughs> and the protocol that you follow for construction is different in each one of these zones. So this is specifically a conditional use. So the it had to go before the council mm-hmm. if they wanted to do anything with it. Yeah. Um, each zone, depending on what you want to build, is either permitted by right, which means you don't you just need to get your building permits. You don't need any type of special approval from council or planning commission. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's conditional or it's not allowed at all. But um, this private dormitories in the urban neighborhood, this area are conditional. Mm-hmm. So it has to go before planning commission where it was approved. Um, and now it sits before the council and the council has to make a decision on it. Yeah. So the item was actually tabled at the last city council meeting because council members wanted to get more information on it. So this issue was tabled again for a couple of reasons. So the developer of this project on Armstrong Street agreed to go through the downtown review process, which is a voluntary process. So they decided they wanted to go through this. And usually when developers go through this with a specific project, it basically gets it to where the city's like, where council members and city staff are like, this is a good project. Like, okay. we're cool with this. So a lot of the times when they go through that process, it gets approved. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that it will, just... In recent years, yeah. that has happened. But so the, um, I was talking with uh, city manager Jim Buston after the meeting, and he said that the downtown review process is going to require two meetings uh, in order to fully go through this whole okay. thing. So they can't have those two meetings before the next council meeting, which is going to be on the 19th. Um, so they the council tabled this resolution until their first December meeting on December 3rd. Um, The developer asked for this resolution to be tabled just one meeting, so to the November meeting, but uh, like like we said, the downtown design review process wouldn't be complete by then, so council would just have to table it again, so they saved themselves a step, Mm -hmm. and we're just Mm -hmm. like, eh, December, (laughs) it'll be fine. So, Uh, the downtown review board they meet to discuss this project in general, right? Discuss how things are going to move forward on it if it were to be passed? They kind of, they meet to give suggestions and okay. also to look at just what this would mean in this area. They, um, a lot of times, would be like, well, like, this looks okay. Like, this could possibly fit there, mm-hmm. but, like, what if you did something like this? <laughs> and it, it's kind of a collaboration effort of, Developer wants to do X, Y, Z. The city's thinking this, and they just kind of come together and are like, okay, well, okay. developer, we could do this. And the city's like, I mean, like, we can get on board with that. Gotcha. But not this. Like, yeah. It's just it's just a collaboration meeting mm-hmm. um, to figure out what they want to do, or what mm-hmm. what the developer wants and what would fit in best with what the, the city's vision for that area. Okay, okay. That makes sense. The Downtown Design Review Board will host meetings to discuss this project. So you can look out on the city's website for announcements of those meetings, and you can follow along with the Plainsman for more coverage on this topic and those meetings, because we'll definitely be covering that. Mm -hmm. During the last part of the council meeting, there was another uh, public comment period where citizens have three minutes to address the council on any subject that they would like. Uh, One citizen thanked council member Connie Fitch-Taylor for putting together a fall festival last week. And another brought up a speeding issue near his neighborhood. Uh, The council briefly discussed that speeding issue with uh, city staff. 
who said they are working on speed and traffic studies in the area and considering placing officers and speed detection devices in the area. Wow. Um, so before we end, I just want to make a note that there are many other public meetings each month that council members host um, and attend. Several council members host monthly ward meetings where they discuss issues facing their ward with citizens. Other council members choose to do it um, on a more frequent or less frequent basis, um, but those meetings are open to everyone and not just members of that particular ward. So you can reach out to your um, you can reach out to your council member to learn more about when your ward meeting would be held. And they usually announce those at um, city council meetings yeah. too. Um, Another reason to go to city council. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, city council members also host meetings on specific topics or for council members' task forces. So, for example, last month there were meetings on the Lake Wilmore Community Center that the city hosted, um, and there was also a meeting of the uh, Student Housing Task Force, which yeah. is one of the four task forces that Mayor Anders established last year. Mm -hmm. And the Student Housing Task Force has been um, pretty vital, especially a lot of the developments that have gone on in recent years. Um, I think student housing is a bit of a contentious issue mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, just as a reminder, Veterans Day is next week. Um, the city will host its annual Veterans Day celebration on Monday at 10 a.m. at the Veterans Memorial across the street from the council chambers on Ross Street. Mayor Anders will give a speech, and in the past, um, a lot of council members have typically attended. Mm -hmm. And definitely a lot of community members. I know it was a little bit of bad weather last year, a little yeah. bit of rain, but uh, <laughs> they do it rain or shine. Just if it's raining, it's inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's about it for today. Uh, we hope all of our listeners learned a little bit more about what happened at City Council on Tuesday night and a little bit more about their local government. Yeah, I think this was a important meeting. A lot of important things came up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to next week's episode where we will have another special guest from our community. City Manager Jim Buston is going to come on and talk about his role as city manager and... Well, what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Being a city manager is um, an interesting job, yep. to say the least. And uh, not every community city has one. Uh, it kind of depends on your form of local government. Yep. We'd like to thank Weagle and Grayson Moyer for allowing us to borrow their studio. You can find our podcast and other Plainsman podcasts on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Hurley. And I'm Evan Melans. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to the Auburn Plainsman's Network Podcast. Join us next week for the next episode of Public Hearing.